you start to drive the technology and the infrastructure and the con ops, the concept of operations, that you need to make that happen. So the business follows out from there and it becomes easier for clients to line up with you when they see where your focus is, not on a specific limited thing that can't move, but on a, a very clear direction that you're taking to solve that problem. Hey, Space Watchers, this is Space Cafe Radio, your channel about trends, great people and awesome events. Today, we are recording the session in person in a hotel room in the Westin Hotel in Paris during the 26th edition of the World Satellite Business Week, organized by Euroconsult, the annual event for the commercial space sector. My guest you just heard is Stuart Bain, the founder and CEO of North Star Earth and Space. Stuart is a seasoned executive of the aerospace industry. Since 1989, the year when I experienced the wall coming down in Berlin, Stuart has been at the nexus of creating, developing and commercializing leading-edge technologies for aerospace applications. It is my absolute pleasure talking with him about North Star's latest announcements, their project, their challenges and their upcoming launches. I'm Thorsten Kreening, publisher of Spacewatch.Global. This episode is supported by North Star Earth and Space. And now, lean back and enjoy the conversation. Stuart, thank you very much for your time during this very busy World Satellite Business Week here in Paris, and it's just Monday. But you're also a very frequent guest on our format, so what we are very grateful for, because you have the depth of an entrepreneur combined with the wisdom of an experienced leg in the industry. How are you doing today? Great. And you know what? There's never a too busy a time to be with Space Watch, because if we're not watching space, who is? Absolutely. Let's have a serious conversation now, because you're talking to a German. I would like to start with the new established North Star European headquarter in Luxembourg. Yeah. Can you tell us more about it, please? Yeah, with pleasure. That's a very exciting development for us. When you think geopolitically about where you would want to put your headquarters in Europe, I think there's really no choice but Luxembourg, as far as we were concerned. Explain um, it for German, please. Yeah. You speak German? They'll welcome you in Luxembourg. I know. Yeah. <laughs> if I make a German laugh, I can make anybody laugh. Indeed. Luxembourg has a sort of a very proactive, very philosophically aligned objective as we do, which is the sustainability of space. And their mandate and their political environment, their business environment, which are, as you well know, closely linked, are very synergistic within themselves. And it's very attractive for an organization like ours, a small enterprise from Canada, to set something up in Luxembourg as a headquarters to uh, tackle the entire European and beyond markets. Monetization and commercialization of innovation, I think, is one of the areas in Europe that particularly need development. If Northstar can contribute to that endeavor, I think we're having a good collaboration in Luxembourg. Really, there's so much talent in Europe. There's so much capability. We need to, I think, bring some North American commercialization energy and leverage some programs. We leveraged for this case. We had a co-announcement last week between our Luxembourg head office and Lux Impulse, which is uh, the collaboration with the European Space Agency to develop research and development of technology. So we're taking intellectual property from Canada, sharing it with our Luxembourg office, and they're leveraging that into commercial products. 
Tell me a little bit more about the Lux Impulse involvement and why is that important? You always need, as they say in the performing arts industry, you always need to uh, send the elevator back down to help somebody get up to the next floor. So you never forget that startups and small to medium-sized enterprises need somebody to send the elevator down to help us get up to a level of performance. I was speaking with the chairman of our U.S. enterprise, Kevin O'Connell, this morning during the panel, and they were talking heavily about consolidation. Consolidation has its downside. It is a way of maybe keeping companies uh, going, but it's also not necessarily, in every case, the most conducive to encouraging the continuation of innovation and new ideas. And that's really important. And so Lux Impulse, I think, does that. It's a way that the government can play a role, a very important role, a very active role in helping technology realize monetization and commercial markets. So it's a very important play. And I think it's a very important program. It's been around for before we joined. We're not the first organization to do this. And as you might know, it's in collaboration with the European Space Agency. And it's just a great opportunity for us to kick things off commercially in Luxembourg. I picked one statement up from the press conference mm. last week. So Northstar is doing global space situation awareness. Mm. And you stated being in Europe to address the European market. So what does it mean in terms of space situation awareness as it mm. is a global thing? Yeah, I think that's a very good point you're bringing up. It is a global thing. But you still have to talk to every region individually and give them the attention that they deserve. The needs and the approach or the philosophy of each geographic area will not necessarily be the same. Even though the end goal may be that we want sustainability in space, not everybody speaks German. But Germans also need it. Not everybody speaks Chinese or Japanese or any other foreign language. We need to address those cultures when we look at how are we going to maintain space. And I was at a conference a while ago when a very important dignitary sat next to me and said, so how's space going in Canada? And my cheeky answer was, space isn't only in Canada, it's everywhere. Our goal in the European office is to address European needs, listen to European perspectives, work with European partners, and help accelerate their goals for sustainability of space as we also branch out to places like Japan, Australia, And also, we're very much embedded in the United States and Canada. You really want to have that around the globe reach. So it does take uh, different cultures and different approaches in different regions, as you well know. So I think that's really the reason for being in Luxembourg. Being in Rome, behave like a Roman. Yeah, okay. exactly. Stuart, as we're here at the World Satellite Business Week, you just signed a very important initiative initiated by ESA, the Responsive Our Space Initiative. How do you fit into that? I think everybody fits into that one. There is no, as I said in the in the private session, but there is no individual champion of sustainability in mm -hmm. space. We all have to do this together. If we don't, it'll take too long. Billions of hands working towards an objective is really what it's all about and building community to do that. So our signature to that is really, on the one hand, symbolic because it dedicates ourselves to that goal. But on the other hand, it's pragmatic. It's a commitment that we are going to work within that community to make a meaningful contribution to this exercise. And all the other folks at the table don't necessarily have the same business model or the same products or the same services as Northstar does, but we all have a common objective to achieve this community that's going to be responsible in space. And signing up to it is really just demonstrating that commitment. Let's move from this common we into 
what you are doing. So let's talk about your missions. How close are we to a launch? And can you tell us more about the satellites and the constellations to come? Yeah, uh, very close. We're uh, looking at launching in October. Uh, we haven't announced the official date, but we've been working very hard uh, over the course of this year with our partners at Spire Global. It's been a great collaboration. It's been a great exercise in problem solving. They came in with their 16U bird and we came in with our needs late last year and we figured this out together and we continue to figure things out together. And that for me is the baseline or the base pattern of what space industry is all about. Nothing ever goes exactly according to plan. It's all about how well the players worked together to solve problems, much like sustainability of space. It never went exactly according to plan, but it's the ability to adapt and resolve. So one of the big adaptions we had to make this year was the change from Virgin Orbit. We were scheduled to go up on Virgin Orbit. And I don't mind saying, uh, not to take all the credit at Northstar, that it's a miracle that we've managed to keep our launch date within this calendar year. It's no small feat to lose a launch vehicle in April-May timeframe, find a new one, get on the manifest, finish your satellites, and get launched within a similar period of time. But you haven't been affected by a satellite loss on the Virgin Orbit flight. So it was just your launcher. Yeah, it was our launcher. So we were on the manifest. We were due to launch around August, September timeframe, mm -hmm. and uh, depending on the finalization. And so with all of that done and said, we're still looking at launching in October. So I think that's a great achievement by all of our partners, by Rocket Labs for being so cooperative and Peter Beck and his team, Peter Platzer, adapting to this new paradigm with uh, Rocket Lab. And again, it just speaks to that kind of a resilience that's perseverance and resilience that I think makes a big difference. You said you're building the satellites with Spire. Is it just the first one or the entire constellation? So what comes next? And it's Spire Glasgow, I assume. Yeah. Yep, it's Spire in Glasgow, my family's original hometown. So it's quite interesting. My father came to Canada in 1955 to build ships. And my whole family were shipbuilders for generations to build ships for the Canadian Navy. And then here I am building ships of a different sort back in Glasgow one generation later. So it, it's really an emotional connection I have to that hometown. And that's where Spire is building those satellites. It's a great facility. I've been there several times this year. We're launching four satellites on an Electron rocket, as I said, later this year in October. And that's the first batch. That's the first block. We call them blocks. That's our first block. And then we will continue to launch in blocks of at least four But we could, if the rockets were big enough to launch in blocks of eight, depending on the launch vehicle, but we will continue to launch. It's all now about getting up, getting the services up, generating revenue, and then accelerating the business. Okay. And what are the satellites doing when they're up there in their designated right. orbit? As if everybody didn't know right from the beginning, because it's so obvious to everyone. But to be fair, these satellites are designed to look all the way through from our orbit, which is in low Earth orbit through low Earth orbit, through medium Earth orbit, through geostationary, highly elliptical, into cislunar simultaneously, and uh, use our algorithms, that's our intellectual property, to process all of those images across all of that distance uh, simultaneously as we scan through space, not staring at any specific object, just scanning through space and generating uh, catalogs, which is a state vectors, a collection mm -hmm, of state mm -hmm. vectors, so that we can uh, predict with ephemerids, uh, where objects are going to be in the future, predict collisions, predict uh, dangerous points of navigation, 
and essentially provide uh, an essential overview of the space environment. And what's the object size you can detect from yeah, the Yeah, it varies uh, depending on how what orbit we're in. So in low Earth orbit, down to one centimeter. In medium Earth orbit, uh, seven centimeter. In uh, geostationary, around 40 centimeters. Those are pretty good sizes. We're not into necessarily taking images of those objects. We're into tracking where those objects are going to be and predicting their, their ephemerates, their future location and time. Thank you for the technical explanation. Talking again about the bigger picture, in June, Northstar signed the space industry debris mitigation recommendations by the World Economics Forum and ESA. Is that just another document? It seems at the moment we have an influx of these kind of initiatives and, and document. Is that still useful? How can it hurt? More people agreeing to do the right thing and signing whatever document that aligns with that, for me, is a worthwhile endeavor. Everyone has a different brand of what we need to do to a certain degree to sustain space. So uh, I just believe there couldn't be enough of it. We were fortunate for a very short period of time to have Arti Holomeni as a contractor to North Star for a few months after she left the Global Satellite uh, Operators Association. She worked with North Star. And as she said in Luxembourg last week, to loosely quote her, she did have a lot of choices to go and work for satellite operators, which was her experience. But she took a big risk, thankfully for us, to come to North Star and get exposure on the kinds of problems we're trying to solve, which is grassroots, downright in the details, solving a sustainability problem using innovation and technology. And I'm really happy, not that we said goodbye to RT, but that she took that to her new job as the incoming director of the United Nations Office of Outer Space Affairs. I can't think of a better investment of time from our side to help someone at least have the sensitivity as to the problems that we're trying to solve and that we're facing from a technical and a business perspective. So she's got a big perspective from all the other experiences she's had, but at least now that she's got that, I think it's going to be very helpful. And who knows, maybe there'll be other agreements that come out of that, but I don't think we can have enough of them. We, we really need to pave our way with agreements and then action that comes right on top of them. Because like any agreement, it's not worth anything unless you have a real thing you want to do together. Absolutely. And as long as we all talk the same language with yeah. our agreements. As that's the business week here, space situation awareness is needed, as most of us agree, but the search for the business model is like the search for the holy grail, as I would say. Where's your grail? Our business model is, I think every business model should be based on, don't be married to the answer that you think you're about to deliver to the market. More philosophically, be married to the question of what problem are you trying to solve? That means that you're going to be adaptive. That means you're going to be flexible and uh, responsive. That means your basic philosophy has to be solid. North Star's basic principle is tied up in our mission statement, which is empower humanity to preserve our planet. If you're going to be true to that with space situational awareness and Earth observation data and going forward, what steps will you take? What will you do? And how will you drive your business with cash flow and then all the basic business fundamentals of profitability, revenue generation, future growth, assets and liabilities, all of that financial stuff comes in naturally when you have a very clear focus of what's the problem I'm trying to solve. If the problem you're trying to solve, which is North Star's case, is how could we monitor as best as possible in a precise way 300 trillion cubic kilometers of space so that we can keep it sustainable, then you're, you're already starting to focus. You start to drive the technology and the infrastructure and the con ops, the concept of operations, that you need to make that happen. So 
the business follows out from there and it becomes easier for clients to line up with you when they see where your focus is, not on a specific limited thing that can't move, but on a a very clear direction that you're taking to solve that problem. Stuart Bain, thank you very much for your time and good luck with the launch for you and the entire team and keep up doing the great and inspiring work. Thank you. Thank you, Thorne. It's great to be here with you. Thank you so much. If you have further questions, reach out to us at radio at spacewatch.global. If you like these or other episodes of Space Cafe Radio, leave us a rating on your preferred podcast platform. It is the currency of today. And if you want to stay on the pulse of the space industry, please visit our website at www.spacewatch.global and subscribe to our newsletters. And of course, don't forget to become a Space Watcher. I'm Torsten Kreening, publisher at spacewatch.global, your independent perspective on space.